1: everybody and welcome to red wings rant where tirades and a and passion please for you detroit red wings they finally have a home and it's right here on red wings rant you know who else has a home mike patrick Kane! <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah Woo! Woo! snagged him yeah mike. suck it, rangers suck it florida Um, all the other teams of the NHL, baby. <laughs> we didn't get him. <laughs> yeah, that's,
1: uh, that's also that's my sweet little teddy man right now too. He's upstairs wailing away. He's just so excited about Patty O'Kane. He's here.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, Mike, this is something I've tried to prepare myself mentally for. Uh, for these last few weeks, it just kept feeling like. You know, it was getting closer and closer. Um, I've, I know I've been coming around a lot more than uh, you know, maybe September, and I was just like an absolutely not unless we land Elias Patterson. But we saw a hockey team, Mike, that I've labeled as a playoff contender, and um, you know, there's a lot of things we're we're gonna go over today. And today I, I promised myself. I promise, Mike. We are going to go a little bit shorter today. This is a, you know, this is a gift for you. I mean, come on, we're going to talk Patrick Kane. (laughs) (laughs) We're going live for you. We didn't want to do this. We didn't want to talk about Patrick Kane. This is all for you guys. No, um, a
0: Matt-centric episode. This is Matt's nightmare come to (laughs) life.
1: (laughs) But I, I guess what I was saying was, this has been going on for so long that you you started to come around to it. Um, or at least I know like even looking at the discord, which you guys, uh, I'll, I'll do once I get, I turn this over to Mike. I'll, uh, yeah. I'll look for the link here so that I, I can get you guys all involved in the discord too, which, uh, by the way, shout out Ketzel, Jared, the conversations have been popping, butt chug, um, uh, I absolutely love our discord right hey, now. It's, it's a lot of fun. We basically were covering patrick kane all day yesterday all day today it's uh it's been a blast so it definitely is something i hope you guys uh if you're interested uh you'll take the time to check out but um mike i've been talking about how things have changed for me and like oh okay matt's waffling on patrick kane mike the journey for you this is this is what you've been asking for for, like, two seasons, I think. Almost, if I may, maybe maybe since Red Wings Rant started, you've been he- teasing and hinting at wanting Patrick Kane?
0: I've, uh, I've, I dreamed a dream, uh, Susan Boyle style. And, Matt, it came to fruition today. Um, <laughs> it was definitely a roundabout. Um, it was an actual epic journey. Epic is, is... You know thrown around a little too casually these days, but it's epic. Uh, this took a, a long time to get here. And Curtis, hi, guys. Um, and a few people thrown in. Um, that you guys have some receipts for Matt. And Matt, he's I think he's just more cautious uh, than I am. But obviously, what do we know we're getting? We're getting a guy fresh off of hip surgery. And if we've learned anything from WWE Superstar The Undertaker. Um, it can be a little tough to come back from uh, the, what he's coming back from. Um, but, I, you know, I talked to some people, and I think they felt a little nauseated, mostly because of his... We're going to try not to get into the legalities. He got out of them, okay? <laughs> Most people...
1: Hey, I'm you know saying, what? The legal system yeah, gave its best shot. System, and did it didn't work. The bastard free. <laughs>
0: but more people are actually nauseated by his being uh, a Chicago native than his uh bumps with the law. Uh, well,
1: Buff- Buffalo native, fr- played for Chicago for so many years.
0: Uh yeah, isn't most- he from Buffalo? He a 15 and a half year career in Chicago. Um
1: Right, 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 right.
0: <laughs> yeah, he's uh he's born in Buffalo,
1: New York. Yeah. Um, yes
0: way to go man see (laughs) i I got a stat right i never get those
1: right um
0: (laughs) oh no and uh dixon cider saying uh bedard's mom is now the only person to have a first round pick come in and out of her well done well done i don't know if you guys saw the uh custom jersey uh because of the Corey perry news uh that they're gonna have to hyphenate bedard's jersey to say bedard perry on the back which i thought was pretty funny pretty clever (laughs)
1: <laughs> um yeah we have we have so a few with Patrick things to touch on today but yeah let's... we want to get
0: into him a little bit um especially because it's tuesday night here it feels like every nhl broadcast has said something uh confirming it every source that you and i and the people trust has said it except for the red wings who have still not confirmed that they signed totally. one year 2.75 million dollar deal
1: mike has been on his commute from work he ran into his office in that time Mike, that we hung up and now the the Detroit Runway Red Wings have, have announced officially it. announced it. Yes. It's going across the league. I was really worried
0: it had something to do with like his hip and they're like, yes. "Well, he didn't pass the physical, so all
1: right. I I mean literally the second we hung up, I was like, "Oh man, Mike's driving. He's going to be driving through snow right now and he's going <laughs> to run into his office and he's I I meant to I meant to say that first just so that we I I didn't uh, we didn't run into this. But um, yeah. No, it was a scary thought. Like Mike was basically thinking like, Oh no, there, there could be some physical issues, you know, literally, you know, like the physical with a doctor, you know, let's, let's test this boy out before we say it's official. So he picks Detroit and then Detroit would go through the rigmarole, but, uh, he passed, right. He passed the test.
0: Yeah. He, uh, he's basically on a one year, you know, I still got it deal. Um, a Chris Jericho deal, if you will, for you uh, wrestling fans out there. Um, but Matt, with a few people we talked to, I, I think it's important to mention that, you know, I've heard some mention that, oh, he's kind of on the downswing of his career. And it definitely feels like injuries are popping up more frequently, right? As you kind of get, you know, in your mid to late 30s. Yep. Um, but I mean, he did have 57 points in 73 games last season. Uh, yep. The year before that, he did have 92 points in 78 games. The year before that, 66 and 56 games, 84 and 70. So, I mean, these are all his, you know, past age 30 seasons. Um, and based, if you guys have been here following the Red Wings, you know, obviously, that this would pace the Red Wings point wise.
1: Yeah. What I post less. for anybody who's, uh, now listening to the podcast. So, of course, we're record we're-, we're live on YouTube. You guys uh, who are podcast listeners, the thousand of you that, Follow us, uh, follow along week after week. I still ask that you join us on YouTube as well. Um, I feel like, the, you, know, you know, The Rock, the thousands and thousands of Red Wing ranchers across the podcast sphere. Um Yeah, Patrick Cade was second, basically, on the Detroit Red Wings last season. So for all the whining and complaining about his um, production slowing down, Still would be number two on our team, uh, and and that that's at 73 games to David Perron's 82 games, where he picked up 56 points. Not try not scoff it at Perron. We love what he brought to the team last year. We love what he's brought to the power play these last couple of days. But we're just calling that out. Like, sure, Patrick Kane may slow down, but even at a half uh, a point per game, Mike, he'd be. Well, I guess he'd be right in line with Andrew Cobb, but that's <laughs> from last year's team. But we know that he would eclipse Cobb this year uh, at a half point per game. But that being said, so I pulled up all these stats for that reason, right? To kind of start the conversation of like, all right, if he he was injured last year, let's say the hip resurfacing, he's not going to be a hundred percent. So he's around fifty points this year, or on a fifty point pace. <laughs> That's huge for us. We absolutely need that. That's something that's going to take, like, a power play right now. That when Goss Despair is rolling on all cylinders and we we're, it looks like we're starting to figure out PP1 and now maybe we can start getting a guy who's wheeling and dealing on PP2 and can also rip some uh, some snipes. I, I, I just... This yeah, isn't, this
0: is a, this is a real from, playmaker. I, you know, it's not really from not integrity talk standpoint. about a guy who, what, former Calder, Smythe, uh, heart winner, um, you know, multiple time all star. I mean, Stanley Cup winner. It's, you know, this, there's, uh, God, was it Boltman who's saying he might be, you know, might be like best U.S. born forward? Yeah, why not? Let's say it might be.
1: Um, ask us curious. born forward to ever have a you know, uh, rape allegations for sure. Okay,
0: that's enough. Geez, <laughs> Matt. Sorry, can we celebrate um, a little bit today? Jeez. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm,
1: I'm, I was coming to the point that, um, this is a good thing. Integrity is the only thing to be harmed here, but from an NHL franchise standpoint. We've already signed James Reimer, so there's zero integrity on this team. Let's just try and get in the playoffs, right, guys? I
0: mean, this is a town that is going to bronze uh, Miguel Cabrera statue after he pummeled his wife, so let's not forget that.
1: I... I think that's a great point. <laughs> and we still celebrated Cabrera very hard. Um, okay. So we're bringing this stuff up, but nobody's had a chance to chat with us yet, Mike. We brought up just a couple of points. Jim Johnson, of course, throwing out uh, the 2.75 million on the one year contract. Mike, this, if this turns out to be what Frank Saravelli said is his big hot take today that, uh, you know, all the conversations, what's, what's Kane's production going to be? Frank Saravelli said he thinks Kane's going to, uh, play at a ninety-point pace. Now that he's back with the brinket, could you imagine a ninety-point pace that's possibly on our second line? <sighs> Mike, Whoa. forget. Well, what am I talking about? This is the first guy with a ninety-point pace. If that were to happen, this would be the first guy with a ninety-point pace at our team since Mr. Pavel Datsuk.
0: <laughs> well, I you know our power play started out hot, right? But when we've been doing um, our J fresh comparisons, when the Red Wings have games coming up, one of the top stats that we've been good at is five on five play. Yeah. And now it's almost like teams are going to be terrified to take a penalty because of how good those two power play units could really be where, where Kane is on your second unit with the My God.
1: It's. It is something that before the season started, you would have looked at Patrick Kane. And I think this is, this is where I was coming from. I was just like, okay, it's, you know, this doesn't take us into contender, but we've seen a Red Wings team that again, I've said, looks like is good enough to make it into the playoffs. So this is one of those things. And what did we have to give up? And back to Jim Johnson's point, how great this contract is. We gave up $2.75 million, Mike of Chris Illich's money. and 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 we know, Chris, you know, he doesn't give he does give two craps about you. <laughs> he doesn't give two craps about me. So let's spend his money. Let's do it. I'll buy a couple extra little Caesars pizza to support this. But um yeah. I I like this is something you and I were talking about it over Thanksgiving, I think. Um with our well, I don't know, I've discussed it quite a few times. And it's the difference between, you know we we were talking about patrick line last week and mm. you know what would you be okay giving up the only thing you give up here is 2.75 mil and you're also and
0: uh, and a roster spot for you uh Bergerin fanboys because he's only going to play for probably a game or two or get, he'll
1: get that play. back down yeah. uh, by the way we do we do have a slide on that so we can get that out of the way um Bergeron called up Larkin out tomorrow, unlikely for Thursday. So Bergeron called up purely for the uh, roster spot while Dylan Larkin is out. And um, Patty Kane, as I have here from Chris Johnston, uh, gets acclimated with the team. Uh, There isn't a set timeline for Patrick Kane. Quick little point here before we get back to the comments. Uh, He'll have to get some practice reps with the team and see how things go. But it sounds like there's a good chance it happens at some point next week. Kind of a bummer considering our next two games are the Rangers and then the Blackhawks, but perfect it makes perfect
0: Patrick sense. Game. Yeah, I can't wait for that.
1: Um well they're saying no Patrick Kane for the Blackhawks game this this Thursday. So oh, really? he's saying next week is what Chris oh, no. Johnson's saying.
0: Okay.
1: Um, um okay. So what do you get what do you guys think? Mike, you, you start talking, I'll find some. You no, know, I had one more um
0: just kind of cool nugget, I feel like. Um this guy you know god bless him uh when we got bobby ryan i I don't think the teams were necessarily like you know jockeying to try and pick him up right it was a guy who you know had a resume and you know kind of was trying to rediscover himself a little bit but i don't know if there's tons of bidding and i bring that up just to say patrick kane did have suitors like the other teams that wanted him were the rangers panthers um you know a couple other big time contenders that are trying to you know figure out a championship roster and he picked this place he picked detroit so you know does kane have warts does you know is he maybe a little questionable on defense you know i think that's you know well cataloged but his offense is so good you're like well it's still kind of evens out in the end um but it's to feel like the Red Wings are a destination again, I think is one of the big takeaways of what this is. He chose this team. Um, Emily Kaplan on ESPN um, talking about one of the big selling points. And I know you guys might laugh when you hear this, but this coming from the man himself, um, looking at um Lalone's X's and O's. Um, he wanted to come to this team because he, Believed in the roster and he believed in the coach. So Matt, you know, I know we've had we had a couple seasons where it was a little question about, you know, did people actually, you know, a couple years ago want to play for uh, the cock, the Babster. Um, did they want to actually our, our our previous uh Mr. Shrug coach? I know you loved his his shrugs, Matt, and we used to have dedicated jokes at his expense. I'm not even gonna name them because I feel bad. But to feel like alone is a selling point for free agents, uh, pretty nice feeling.
1: That's and pretty the, cool. Yeah, I, I I would say this: um, if you think there weren't other teams that could afford two point seven five million or find a way to make that affordable, like you're crazy. Like that's like to Mike's point that this was, you know, we were we were all jockeying for position, and like one of the things that that actually put the Red Wings into the conversation. Like if you go back to Elliot Friedman's old conversations, it was just, oh, well, the Red Wings have the cap space. And certainly we had way more cap space than who we were competing with, but these other teams could have made the space. Like if they really wanted it. It wasn't this wasn't this 2.75 million, which is gonna, you know, be prorated to two mil uh for the rest of the season. This wasn't something that was incredibly difficult for other teams to get to. So that I I think I think to the point that he was making this choice to come to Detroit. I just want to land on the fact that this really was a, a choose Detroit. This was a, a choosing the Detroit Red Wings, choosing Derek Lalone, choosing a team that he thinks has a good shot. And also I, you know, you throw out there too, Steve, Steve takes care of these guys, right? The, these guys that come in for one year contracts. I'm sure Goss despair had a similar conversation. So it's just like, look, if this all goes to hell. You know, what we have a nice little trade piece for somebody to add to their power play to, at the trade deadline. But I don't think it's going to have to come to that. And we added our, uh, you know, potentially a trade deadline piece that did not cost us Marco Casper, did not cost us Nate Danielson, Simon Edmondson, Bergren, Soderblom, Just, just some yeah. cap.
0: Man, you talk about a low risk, uh, potential like skyrocket, you know, reward. Uh, move man you know because the articles are already starting to come out could could this be that piece that makes the Red Wings a playoff team I mean we got to see the damn guy on the ice um, you know after getting hip surgery um, but you know he he did enough to uh, kind of seduce our scouts and you know it sounded like it was a, a two-way street where he also was like you know I kind of want to get the band back together with DeBrinket. Um, you know we had pretty good times together and we can rekindle that and uh man i i'm uh man i'm i'm pretty excited i don't think i don't know if this is the super duper mega big time move you know that we talked about you know your fetish for uh peterson um
1: it's it's hard to put a put a finger on like another super duper move that would be available and you know, makes sense right well, I had now. My,
0: you know, I had my summer of the Maple Leafs uh, that I was pining for, and it looks like all those guys are going to oh. resign um, and stay in Toronto. But
1: <laughs> yeah, it's funny. Uh, I've already seen the articles that well, Nealander's going to sign, so they're they're going to drop Bertuzzi. So maybe Bertuzzi comes back to Detroit, and it's like it's okay. We're it's fine. We're good. We're, We're good. good. All right, Curtis aboard. Hey, Curtis, what's going on? It has been a while. Curtis throws out there. Patrick Kane arrives in Detroit the same day I did oh hmm. coincidence jared throws out there weird um oh actually he said that because he shared the link and it didn't show well jared that's because um you know we have your account where we're monitoring it uh you can't specifically jared you just can't post anything on here we've got a i'm vetting all just jared stuff i have another window up just for jared uh i'm kidding um the fat steve eiserman a masterful job with the one-year contract and honestly came in cheaper than i expected uh yesterday on the discord i threw in there four uh i've got ketzel we've got receipts ketzel threw in there five mil so ketzel was ready to really unload i think and then i think jared was the one who came in at three so he he wins i think he was the closest there um yeah performance art at the 2.75 he's worth a shot um i don't I don't think Dixon Bedard's mom is now no, the we only had person that one in there. Yeah. Oh, okay.
0: um, I don't want Jared. I like calling him out because he usually has pretty good uh, one-liners, but um, he also threw in the fact that Kane was supposedly asking for a multi-year deal and took a one year is the biggest Iserman win in my book. Yeah, oh, this, uh, this negotiation yeah. was a huge flex for Steve.
1: You know, one of the words that I felt like we were getting away from with the JT Comfer and Andrew Kopp contracts, which again, just a quick recap from last week. Totally okay with Cobb first contract. I'm just gonna my scapegoat now will be Andrew Cobb going forward. Just want to make that official for all the Red Wings ranchers at home. Um, we kept getting away from the word flexible. God damn, is there so much flexibility in this move? And it's not just how far Patrick Kane can flex that stick when he's whipping it across the ice to the it, Mike. It's all that potential to move a nice, easy contract. It's all that potential to eat a tiny little contract. Let's eat Chris Illich's money. Who cares? Um, If he gets hurt and misses the rest of the season, gravy, no worries. And like the only other option out of everything I've listed there is that he's just going to kick ass and just be the most affordable 2.75 million. No bonuses we have to worry about just 2.75 in cap. How, how long did Patrick Kane fight for some sort of bonus? You know? Like, all right, yeah. I get it, guys. But if I hit 20 goals, if I hit 30 goals before the end of the season, how about a little something, something? Steve's just like, nah, nah, we're we're good, bro. Um
0: Well, I do want to right. throw in there too. Um, who just mentioned this? Um it was Corey Manning. Corey, what's up, man? Um, saying. Um, how rare it is for people to come back from hip resurfacing. Um, so there's a couple names you can see where, uh, like Ed Jovanovsky, um, went through it, uh, <laughs> came back after rehab, lasted 36 games, then retired. Uh, Ryan Kessler tried, um, after hip resurfacing, couldn't do it.
1: Um, recently backstrom. Yep. who's done for the season. I don't know if he's officially retired, but everybody like Elliot Friedman is like, yeah, I'm pretty sure he's done. Um, and I then was, who else? I was
0: joking, but the Undertaker did do this. Like the, re- yeah. the under- WWE Undertaker, uh, where it was basically like his leg didn't work. And you could see how stiff he was in some matches. Um, he got this done and he was able to like go out on his own terms and like wrestle again and take bumps. Um, and that's a seven foot dude, you know, um, with a gigantic hip bone. So he was able to, you know, kind of come back and, um, again, um, wrestle the way he wanted to wrestle. Like he was, he was really embarrassed how he performed before that, um, you know, and that injury kind of sapped him of his, um, agility and strength and flexibility. So, um, it's not impossible, it's tough. And I think that was one of the lines that uh, Kane was talking about is, you know, this is this is a real GD commitment to come back from this. Um, so he worked really hard, went through all the rehab. It's not like this guy had anything else to prove. Like, he just really wanted to play hockey again.
1: Um, that was one of the things he threw to Emily Kaplan. You know, I guess in, in all of these meetings with the other teams, like, why would you go all through this? And it's because of that love of hockey. It's um, something... We respect. Mike, uh, speaking of WWE, speaking of Chicago, we had a guy sign off on WWE last night and say, I'm not here to make friends. I'm just here to make money. Piece of shit. CM Punk. Oh, my God. What an <laughs> asshole. Um, Mike, if, if there was any thing to compare CM Punk joining WWE. To. In real sports, it's Patrick Kane coming the to the Detroit Red Definitely Wings. Definitely a
0: controversial uh, Chicago figure. Uh, yeah, for sure. Very polarizing. Just, um, just and decoy, that. Who he's so good at dropping the WWE references. Also saying, and the Undertaker's brother is Kane. I <laughs> can only a, read that, that as one. Paul Bear Decoy. I can only read that as Paul Bear.
1: I, I did want to call out because. Um anthony was aboard here he's calling out to join the the discord he's he's our, uh our australian buddy um I'm, I'm not sure what time is it over there i can't believe i can't believe he's he's aboard but uh one of our discord members um yeah guys listen to anthony get in there i'll just try and share it again here but um
0: also jim johnson uh thank you for doing all the wwe soundtracks by the way appreciate your hard work on those um <laughs> writing undertaker was stiff in all the wrong places and he's also stiff in all the right places not quite at rick flair level but he did okay
1: um, uh dan b thrown out there the real story being lost today that johnny burgers is back just for anybody who's joined late we did touch on uh jb uh i guess getting the call up while dylan larkin misses the next couple of games which uh another another hot discord topic yesterday we were wondering is do we even win a game if Dylan Larkin's not on the ice? <laughs> so we could make this huge move for Patrick Kane and then just be, you know, hoping we can keep our head above water until Dylan comes back this weekend it's, and Kane. Yeah, the timing himself. is
0: so rough because we had that three-game win streak and you, you cannot feel super confident about this team minus Larkin. Um, you know, maybe uh, Lion will continue, uh, you know, stopping every puck in sight um so we can win a maybe a defensive battle
1: well Uh, i mean right that's gonna be that's gonna be tough with uh the rangers coming up next might 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 be great timing for us to go um go up against chicago who oh man they'll they'll be devastated without Corey perry but um i mean that could be great timing right there uh let's try and line up you know Lion in there. Uh, we'll get Huso in tomorrow, and uh, Lion yeah, in so on Thursday. We'll be fine.
0: Am right now. Dan's and JJ McCarthy. Um, who's playing number one in Lark's absence? Uh, I mean, it's
1: got to be probably Yeah, yeah. That was. Uh, I think that's what Anzar Khan was tweeting out earlier today for uh, for the lineups. Now uh, McCarthy's also asking how he got hurt. I think earlier in the year we saw uh, back and neck. I think he's listed as just an upper body injury. He's day to day. Um, but yeah, this, this happened earlier in the, in the season where Dylan was missing uh, second halves of games. Um, I mean, it did happen on like a particular hit too, where we, he took himself off the ice after the hit. I just can't remember when that happened, but. Is um, that against Boston earlier in the season? I can't remember. Uh somebody's got this. We've got enough enough Red Wings fans in the chat here. I
0: think we were in attendance when he got whacked in the back of the head. That's kind of a sore spot for him. Uh if he was a WWE wrestler and I was fighting Larkin, I would definitely target the back of his neck. That's a recurring thing A weird recurring thing for him that keeps happening. Um and people are also trying to throw the analogies out there. Um where was this? Crimson. Also, I don't think I said hello to Crimson. How you doing, bud? Kane signing here feels like if Aaron Rodgers signed with the Lions. It feels like if CM Punk uh went back on his word for 10 years and signed with WWE again, which everything's on the table now. CM Punk could be WWE. Patrick Kane can make Matt miserable and be a Detroit Wing.
1: Who said that?
0: You did! A lot!
1: oh make oh i thought somebody put in the comments just to make me miserable
0: <laughs> uh, no. well, you, you've said it enough Matt. we haven't had a comment on it
1: okay um well we talked about patrick Kane's stats uh we talked about how he compares to like our team last before year and before
0: you dive in matt Derek hand has a question i think a lot of us are wondering um he missed the start of the show does matt like kane now
1: Maybe. Oh, come on. Hey, first of all, let's not act like I was the only one who was fighting the integrity uh, push on this one, it's,
0: all right? Listen, it's, you know what, Derek? All it's going to take is, you know, maybe a couple goals and an assist from Kane in the post game. Wow, hell of a game tonight. That was a pretty impressive move on that second goal. He's like, well, I learned a lot, you know, watching
1: Pavel Datsyuk
0: highlights, and Matt will be firing up, getting that Patrick Kane jersey. Don't you guys worry. It's going to happen.
1: Well, I mean, I like Jared's response. Like, not really. Like, I'm I'm trying to come around to it. I said earlier today I was at a minus four thousand, and I think he earned like ten uh, positive points in his direction when he made mention of picking the Red Wings for Derek Lalonde. But um, you know, um, I still think that's the biggest battle right now. As a as a Red Wings fan, as a hockey fan, if anybody was getting Patrick Kane, like. Of course, you don't mind having his offensive talent at this price, his potential offensive talent at this price, but integrity's the only battle here, and it just depends, you know, like the rest of you guys. Do you have any integrity, or no? What? Yeah, I mean, I'm probably gonna come around the second he comes out in a wings jersey onto the ice. So I, I, I don't. Yeah, I hope you guys. <laughs> You get whoever's been around long enough you guys should know i'll I'll just come around the second he's he's wearing a red wing jersey in real life that that's all I need to see <laughs> i I push away so that if he doesn't become a red wing then i I can tell you guys like see you didn't want that kind of poison in the locker room but when he when he signs with us, what am I gonna do fight it no I accept it all
0: right <laughs> oh
1: um well we got decoy. a few
0: and we want to hit two. Um, oh yeah
1: let's uh let's let's look at some uh some lineups here right um so all right this is my first go at it um i moved david Perron up because he's he's playing pretty well uh and, and it goes against everything i've said this year where a championship team has Perron on the third line
0: do you know before you move on why yes. is the projected war at zero for every line
1: uh, because Jay Fresh's roster builder's broken, so I, this is purely visual for for you guys to see names in the right spots. That's all. Because now we're
0: concerned about. that Patrick Kane is going to crater our team for the rest of the season. This right? Doesn't look good. Fifty-eight <laughs> points, really bad.
1: Right. Just ignore ignore the projections, everyone. Obviously, it's zeros across the board. I guess. I guess when you're a terrible team, default is 58 points. If you don't win a game, somehow on Fresh's model, 58 points is where you start. You can't you can you can't go down from 58 points. Um. <laughs> but anyway, uh, we're looking at my first lineup attempt. Um, Larks Raymond on the first line. Piranha uh, joins him at the left wing. And then I'm going to do JT Comfort, Debrinket, Kane on the second line. Third line, Fabry, Cop, and Rasmussen. It's really hard for me to keep Cop on the third line. Was ready to move Valeno to the third line, but Valeno's sticking with the. Oh, no. Well, I've Rasmussen on there twice. Uh, Let's put. Um... Yeah, him double shifting.
0: I like yeah. Him.
1: No, you know what? Rasmussen double shifting. Uh, Who should we put in there? Should we put in Clem? Yeah. That's or, really or Fisher? Either I one. Like Clem. Yeah. Yeah, whatever. Okay. okay. Oh. Big difference makers there. Well, <laughs>
0: it's you know, we're still waiting to put line A over there. So we got to wait a little bit. Right. right.
1: Okay. This sucks because I, I built this once and then uh, I didn't think I didn't think I screwed up on the first build because I kept using the same build. So, yeah, that's uh, who did we let's let's flip it. Who did we just pick? Clem on the first one. So we'll do Fisher on the second one here on the fourth line. Yeah. Uh, another yeah, option. Dan
0: B. Dan B going down memory lane. Don't you guys remember 99 when they made deadline deals for Chelios and Wendell Clark?
1: Ooh, Wendell. Yes.
0: Clark had the greatest mustache this side of heronic That was a great mustache.
1: Uh, this does get worse, by the way. Uh Robbie Fabry now double shifting as well as Michael Rasmussen. Um, it's fine. We only care about the first and second lines. All right, guys. <laughs> so the other option I threw up there was Robbie Fabry on uh on the first line. Cause I feel like I feel like Fabry's really killing it right now. I feel like give him a shot, right? Uh, you know, there, there's also the conversation of just they have yeah, no, up on the first he, line now. He's
0: healthy, isn't he? Doing like 0. .6 points a game.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's actually right.
0: it's not that he doesn't have scoring talent or effort. He just can't stay healthy.
1: Yeah, Jared, quality work, Matt. Thank you, Jared. Appreciate it. Always happy to have Jared <laughs> on the show. In the comments.
0: <laughs> oh, what would we be doing without Jared chirping? Thank you, Jared. Appreciate All it. All right.
1: So on this one, what did we, do? we did? Clem fisher okay back to clem on this one on the fourth line because as you guys know that's the most important line uh that you you ice but anyway uh, another option of course alex to it. larkin raymond on the first line um fabric Hop for kane on the second line i just couldn't bring myself to bring patrick kane to the first line for some reason uh and the rest of it will fill out the way it needed to uh and then uh mike uh, how about this fourth one here oh
0: you dirty dog i see that patrick <laughs> line A up there. Line Matt, you bad boy.
1: So Patrick Laine, Dylan Larkin, Lucas Raymond on the first line. Dubrink of Kane on the second line. I, I think I you you almost have two different first lines there. And I, I mentioned to you, Mike, we called each other before we started recording here. Like, don't forget, Copfer had uh quite the assignment last year in Colorado. Getting some time on the first line. So For sure. he 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 can get up there. He can compete. Um so Obviously, the last one here just having some fun, but there's there's a lot of different options. Obviously, the only thing I need to make sure happens is Michael Rasmussen is double shifting, Robbie Fabry's double shifting. Clearly, that's what I want you guys to have as a that takeaway is a from building point this.
0: For this team going forward. Uh, right. The underperforming, underwhelming Michael Rasmussen. Double shifting <laughs> for this that, team that's time. why we're listed
1: as 58 points because Michael Rasmussen's double shifting. <laughs> Uh anyway i mean i i was kind of hoping you know before i fucked up uh that we'd get some other requests out here for the first line but uh, for for these first two let's let's focus on the top six here is there a real preference or do we get to just play this game of like there's really no option that you could really go wrong with jared likes uh cat jt and kane
0: Yeah, I think, uh, you know, what's funny is I actually feel more most confident about what the second line should be in Dabrinkit, JT, and Kane. The first line is where I have so much trouble where it's like, all right, Lucas, it looks like he's cooking. Like, uh, you know, he had that, was it four-game goal streak? that just barely came to an end, um, but he still looked awesome. Larkin, unquestionably our best player. But it's that third spot we just can't quite quite nail down for, like, the perfect – one two three. Um, I thought that Veleno was going to get a little bit more of a run, but it looks like it probably is going to be Peron. Um, I
1: mean, yeah, I mean it. It there's the a way spot. Fabry,
0: the way Fabry plays and gives a hoot, and he's you know a threat. Um, offensively, I like that idea, but it's just I wish I had a little more beef because I don't want Lucas and Fabry out there. Um, I think if. My God, if we could figure out what the heck's wrong with Rasmussen, that would be kind of the piece to turn everything around. But as is, yeah, this this is probably the strongest and even likeliest iteration Uh Peron on the left side.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, for right now, definitely. I think it gives us a spot. Like if we're competing, we're at the trade deadline. And there's a left winger available. I mean, we'll we'll be on everybody's list of, like, upgrading. Because, again, Peron, does, he has shown us he serves a great purpose. Even right now he's got a pretty good streak going on the power play. He's looking pretty great. Um, but that's where I want Perron focused. Right? On the power play. Um, it just kind of makes sense when you go up and down this 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 roster. Like, Joe Valeno, fine. We got wins while he was on the first line, but I mean, were you guys watching the game? Just like, well, look at I'll go up and down the ice. Like, did he pass the eyeball test for everyone? Did Did you watch him and say first liner? No. So it I mean, we could fill it out with so many different names in there, but Perron seems to make with all the success he had last year, where would he's you, rolling right now. You have a seems to make votes. Sense.
0: By the way, for the uh, Dan uh, Bergeron and then Derek. Um, they do like Sprong up there,
1: Matt. Uh I mean, explain yourself. W- what's with all the Sprong love?
0: Um, I think he's one of those like selective memory players where you remember the goal and not the gaps in between.
1: I mean, um, we do all remember like even his first two goals of the season, like they accidentally bounced off of him. So that puts Sprong of- Couple of
0: home from specials, yeah, yeah.
1: It, that puts him at three goals so far. I mean, it's thirteen points in twenty games. That's more than a half a point per game. So, I mean, it's it's just one of those things for me. Like, I, I'm not I'm not forcing him into the top of the lineup. But if you guys if you guys want, you can. That's definitely not coming to mind for me first. Um, and I do like how you put it, Mike, like the selective memory on on Sprong. But let's just call out. 13 points in 20 games. Very respectable. Very good. Very, very good. Not great. Very, very good. But, um, you know, he's in a spot that he's successful in. Right? You're going to get some hella rough matchups. And one of the big (laughs) issues with Sprong right now Uh, has always been one-way player. So... You're going to put that first line out there with a the guy who's strictly supposed to be uh, your helper on the offensive side and and can help your bottom six. Put some pucks on net. Uh, Jared just threw in the... Uh, in the uh, bleh, oh, my God, I can't talk. Into the Discord, uh, if not in the net, off the post. Um, but... <laughs> you know. Uh, it's just... He he does well for where he is. Let's not let's not upgrade a guy who we brought in to not be on the first line. Same thing goes for David Perron, but I think we're going with some experience there.
0: There's a there's a lot of sprong love in here. This is uh this I did not anticipate seeing all this love for him. Um and then uh the, one comment here for Valeno is our, our buddy Jared saying Valeno, great backup for the first line. I don't think he's ready for the full time minutes um you know i uh i agree with that jared i i think i was just kind of pleasantly surprised the way he had a you know pretty few pretty good shifts out there so i i feel like there's a little more upside with him up there and as far as my pursuit to get a little more beef and he's you know he's our boy who's kind of filling in right um i i I wouldn't hate that idea. I wouldn't mind seeing uh, our buddy Joe up front. And then we also have a pretty, I got to say, uh, fantastic trade uh, for us. Uh, it would be Reimer and Koston for a first. I I think that they say no immediately. Uh, that's too much. I don't think that those guys are worth the first round pick.
1: So I did pull up, let's, uh, we could take a look at this. Let's do it. This is Sprong's Rappam chart, and I just I want to land on the it's fact it's not on that, our
0: screen yet. Just so you
1: know. Yeah, I got it. Takes a sec. Okay. Um, I gotta, I kind of land on the point that my man's in a successful position right now. He's in the right space. He's a wonderful bottom six, like a wonderful guy to have in the bottom six. But certainly, I, I hope he doesn't come to mind as a must-have in the first line. I don't look at Perron and say, that's the must-have. I want him in my bottom six, too. I want him in a good spot on the power play. But I I I don't know. I guess if it's just like, well, Perron's not perfect, so let's do Sprong. I'm all about that conversation. But can we, I feel like we're doing good right now because we have a good build like Lalone put the guys in the right spot we've talked about all season like he's put these guys in position to succeed everyone except for andrew kopp so let's keep Strong in that spot a spot it's, that when uh... he came aboard we knew that was going to be right for him i'm, I'm just i'm i'm very no, hesitant I, you know
0: you're not gonna you know for the for this group as far as putting guys in the in the in a spot to succeed, making sure they're in a role that fits their ability. Um, I think Sprong is in the perfect spot, and uh it, it those the the rampo rampum for him definitely has shades of verana where it's like wow, pretty good on that third line, pretty good, maybe make him a first liner, and it's just like well, not not everybody's you know supposed to quite be at the top there. Doesn't mean you don't have a job in the NHL, but uh, maybe just stick to your role, and you can, you can have a pretty long career. So, those bars are pretty sexy, though, Matt. It does make you think. Let's just give it. Let's just give it like three weeks. Let's give it three weeks of him on the first line.
1: Well said. I mean, uh, Dan B threw out there. I, I might be in the minority, but I like Sprong over Fabry. I. What's so funny? They are so close to being like the same player and <laughs> in, in my mind for what you get from them. It's it struggles on the defensive side. And then, um, yeah, you get a guy that can produce on the offensive side and on the power play it really looks like he's got his head screwed on. Um, I did beat. I think you might've just called out something where the, these two guys can just go interchangeably and maybe that's the argument for him to be on the first line. Um, I just, I really like where Sprong's at. I don't want to touch it. I feel like he knows what to do when he's in that bottom. And I'm just, I'm repeating myself. So, Debbie, I I don't think, (laughs) I don't think you've called out anything that doesn't, like, go into exactly what I've said about Perron, what I've said about Fabry. And you could call it out as, like, well, Sprong fits that too, so why not put him in the first? I just think there's something about Sprong being where he's at that's really, really helping us out um
0: Matt just for giggles uh yeah. guess what uh Sprong's shooting percentage is
1: uh it's nine point three percent
0: oh shoot do you have it up somewhere yeah do you have uh okay look away what's Fabry's?
1: it might be thirty six percent
0: God damn it you're looking right <laughs> at it you,
1: you <laughs> yeah I try. have it pulled up I'm lo- I've been looking at it <laughs> so your argument being. We got
0: to give Fabry more shots. Oh, okay. Yeah.
1: Gotcha. I thought the argument was going to be that Sprung has laid into the player that he actually is, and Fabry has yet to do that this season. Fabry had five points in eight games, and Sprung at 13 points in 20 games.
0: Decoy, thank you for 69%. I appreciate it. <laughs> Your efforts did not go unnoticed. Thank you.
1: All right. Well, we, today was a special episode. I do appreciate you guys all coming out. I think we got through all of our slides. Um, you know, I, I think the last thing we want to tackle is just, uh, this one. Sorry. We have, um, these are power play units based on Dylan Larkin <laughs> being off the team. Uh, Real quick, so Dan Bergeron came...
0: saying, is Matt ever right about hockey, Mike? Um,
1: uh, no. You know what? I'm first in the Fantasy League. So, you guys can all suck on that.
0: Yeah, but, you know who else is first? The guy who's not even updating his team, Matt. It's a felonious league. I don't like it. Alright, let's continue. You oh, this is draft. my favorite part, because this is... This is gonna be great. I can't wait. Oh, wait! This isn't the updated one. This is just tomorrow.
1: Yeah, that, uh, it's from um, Frank Saravelli's stuff, the, the Daily Face-Off. So, Okay. Um, there's no Larkin in here, so you gotta put Larkin back in there on the first pow- power play unit, but it, do you, I kinda just brought this up to help the talking point. Um, it is
0: missing, do you wanna, it is missing at least Bear because if he's getting called up, he's going on the power play. He's still gonna playmaker. Oh yeah, you, absolutely,
1: like unit. drop yeah. Andrew Cop from second power play unit. Yeah. Uh, easy peasy, done, fixed it. Um, so, what do you want to do with Kane? Do you want to do you want to have him on the second power play unit, or do you think this is something where it just—he's Patrick Kane. If he's having good practices, you I mean, put him my on the God, could unit. they
0: could they really do like a WWF Mega Powers and just have like all the Red Wings' greatest hits, like DeBrinket, Kane, Lucas, Larkin, and then the Ghost? And then the second unit, you know, you could throw in uh cider on the point. Um, man, I put a, I put a lot of cheddar on that first line uh, on the <laughs> point. Uh, give me Comfer, Fabry and whatever jabronis. Cause I don't know who's going to, <laughs> we don't even need the second power play unit. They won't get a shift.
1: I, I think you have an opportunity here to have to it and Patrick Kane, who I've put on the second line for our regular forward groups i think i'd put them on the second power play unit because so they've showed some success for like lucas larkin and perron along with goss despair like that that group of four on the first power play unit can really move the puck i might give it a shot have mo quarterbacking and have mo pass in between patrick kane and brinkett and then it's just about who else you want to load up in there. I think uh, everybody's gonna be happy when I say Sprong. Um and probably like listed on here uh for tomorrow's game, Robbie Fabry. Man. So you're basically you're taking out cop and Valeno and throwing in Kanan to brink it. And um I think if you do it that way, you've got two scary power play units. You've got like New York Rangers scary last year power play units and that's that's if these cross ice passes keep connecting it's huge asterisk of course but man you gotta like the way the power plays look the last couple of games and it's not gonna hurt to have to brinkett and kane playing together on possibly pp2 i
0: mean it's we added one dude and it feels like the team's totally different i can't even imagine if we you know throw out a second round pick a contract and then a prospect for like line a that's that's almost too much like we'll have to start doing five episodes a week uh, for all the red wing kool-aid we're gonna be drinking
1: jared forgetting about robbie fabry he's my center on uh <laughs> jared said there's no second uh there's no center on the second unit there but uh you can make it work my man you can make it work
0: wow wow man what a day um This isn't even like it's not even like a dude at the peak of his powers and it feels like the Red Wings are turning a like a chapter into a you know a, a new chapter in this team's ascent.
1: I I'm glad we're doing this the day before the Rangers game, which we haven't really played great on TNT the last couple of years.
0: Oh we've gotten destroyed. Um, was, it, was that last Rangers game? Was it five nothing, and then we came back and got some piddly third yeah. period goals? that didn't was mean that anything. Was that
1: five to three or something? Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, Fox is coming back to tomorrow, which is great for my fantasy team. I've really been taking the hit there. I know you guys know. have been worried about that. It's just such a
0: bummer that we have to like wait. Like we know what the Christmas presents are, but we don't have Larkin. We don't have Kane. Like we, you know, we got to watch some probably crushing defeats emotionally. And then, you know, our team will kind of be back at full strength.
1: Yeah. Hey, we can grin and bear it for a week here. And then, then we'll have something really cool. <laughs> All right, guys. Um, like I mentioned, we were going to try to go a little bit quicker today. Um, just because this goes against both of our schedules. Uh, I hope we'll uh, be on Discord uh i will pop it into the the regular youtube like not the chat but the comments so if you're watching now and we've already finished recording we're not live anymore just hit the discord link we'll be i'll be in there we'll be chatting the game live it's um i don't know i kind of wish that was like you know like like I, I like this and i like the discord i just need twitter to go away i need <laughs> facebook to go away not that we use it anymore um yeah. that's where i want to chat with you guys here and on discord oh so. man
0: what a jared i'm giving you credit for another receipt because he uh we were talking about that win streak and he's like yeah wallman came back yeah the cornerstone of this team if we were if we were a commercial skyscraper for some reason the wallman is the uh the key the cornerstone of this entire franchise um and then cory thrown out they're not looking forward to the tnt game yeah, I'm gonna kind of be cringing through that. Uh, hopefully, it's not another you know annihilation decoy. Acknowledging this is our kryptonite. Um, oh, and Derek Hand, special request, going uh, deep cuts here. No, uh, no top ten hits for Derek. Saying next episode we should talk about Axel. Send in Polica.
1: Who? Uh, that was your must draft.
0: That was, my, that was my guy. That was my boy in the draft. You're absolutely right. I do want to pat myself on the back for that, but if I do any more of that, I might uh, tear my rotator cuff. I was very proud of that pick happening. And he... Uh... This guy looks like an assassin. Um, I'm really pumped for him. Ketzel. Hey, you are late to the game, brother. We're about to sign off.
1: Ketzel. Damn it.
0: Shame. Everyone shame Ketzel. Bad, bad
1: cancel. Ooh. boo. What are we What are we looking at right now? He's got, uh, he's projected to have, according to Elite Prospects, Axel. He's got 12 points in 21 games <laughs> with eight goals and four assists, uh, for uh, in the SHL. But isn't that I th- I thought I read online that he was in a relegated league. He's not in the top tier SHL. Am I wrong about that? Somebody confirm or deny that. That's what scared me when I read that, that Axel is doing great, but he's in like tier B or something. It's like, yeah. oh gosh. All right. Anyway, um, we, we'll we we'll take some time. I'll, you know what? How about I do what was asked and I'll, I'll do some research and we'll come up, uh, we'll talk about it in the next episode. Uh, Decoy, call me a clown, I think, for what I just said. <laughs> anyway. Uh, Dan B, no, he's in the top league, so he's not his team has not been relegated. So, whatever I read <laughs> was incorrect.
0: Once again, Matt, wrong about hockey. Tune in to Run Wings, right? Yeah,
1: it works for me. Well, I'm gonna <laughs> like dig a hole through the through Matt, planet Earth to find out like if I'm Conor right playing against or Kirk wrong Gary about for all this.
0: the chirps that you get during these episodes. How are they Fun. ever gonna skate on the same ice as opponents ever again? Man, Bedard, there's no chirp that he can come back with. It doesn't matter if he has an eight goal, single game NHL record. He can still be like, "Yeah, but I banged your mouth." <laughs> there's no coming back from that. That's a wrap, poor guy. All
1: right, uh, let's uh, sail off in the sunset. Thanks again, guys, for coming aboard. We'll see you.
0: The rest of the NHL. <laughs> <laughs>